Welcome to Recover Strong, a podcast that will transform your recovery from an eating disorder by helping you go from theory to practice to mastery. This is your special time to learn new skills, tools, and get the inspiration you need to recover strong. Let's get started. I'm your host, Jessica Flint. I'm the founder and CEO of Recovery Warriors, a wisdom sharing platform for all people impacted by an eating disorder. Recovery Warriors provides resources and support to heal your relationship to food, body, mind, and soul. I believe recovery is not only possible, but it is worth it. That is why Recover Strong exists, to help you see and connect to the potential that lies within you to find freedom from an eating disorder. Today, I have Andrea here with me. You know, Andrea is the Recovery Warrior Show's podcast producer, and we're just going to have a really casual, organic talk about what we are letting go of as we approach the new year, what we are letting go of in 2022, and what we are bringing forward into 2023. So it's the idea of saying goodbye, what we are leaving behind in 2022 that we no longer want to carry with us because it, it just doesn't feel right or it's holding us back, and then moving forward and saying hello to what we want to bring in in 2023, what we want to anchor into, uh, expand into more, and give our focus, energy, and attention. We're just going to casually talk about this because it's always fun to do a year in review and kind of see, hmm, what did I really learn from this year? Like, What was the wisdom that I gathered from it? And how can I take that wisdom and use it in the year ahead? I always love to reflect at this time of year around around these things. And so I'm excited to have Andrea here. She's definitely been a staple for the growth of the show and will continue to be a part of it. And you'll be hearing more and more from her in 2023. So that's something we can say hello to. <laughs> hello to more Andrea. Hi. <laughs> hello, everyone. <laughs> Andrea, I've mentioned in a past show, has extensive radio broadcast experience. So let's just hear that voice one more time. Oh, God. Hello. <laughs> Hello, it's me. <laughs> Hello. Just, no, that was the coolest thing ever, though, because Andrea initially applied for the executive assistant position. And when I was looking at her application, I was just like, wait, what? Like, she has all this experience with audio and broadcast. And I'm like, our whole goal is to expand this network of shows and really uh, get it out there in the next year. And so it was just match made in heaven. So uh, super excited to have you here, Andrea, once again. And yeah, let's just talk about this. Hello, goodbye. Uh, yeah, let's first start with goodbye. Let's kind of start there. So what are you saying goodbye to in 2022? In 2022, I am saying goodbye to resisting fear because that is something that, you know, I'm in recovery from eating disorder as well as uh, complex post-traumatic stress disorder and OCD. So I've come a long way in eating disorder recovery. I've come a long way in the recovery from the other stuff as well, but I still struggle with a lot of intense, like anxiety, fearful moments. So I've been learning and I've been practicing this already is that like resisting the fear makes it worse or trying to fight the fear makes it worse. So that's what I'm saying goodbye to is resisting fear. Oh, yeah, that's good, right? The more we resist it, the more it persists, right? I always love that saying, the more you resist, the more it persists. Yes. So it's 
you know what? So I'm staying at my friend's house right now. I'm cat sitting. I was just like, I was opening her coffee table drawer to get the remote out. And she has a Chinese finger trap in there. And I was like playing with it. And I'm like, this is so profound. I'm like, this is like anxiety and fear. Like the more you pull on it, the more you get trapped. And when you ease in, you get set free. I'm like playing with this cheap little Chinese finger trap. I'm like, oh my God, this is so profound. So (laughs) that spoke to me. I love that you brought that up. That's such a good way like to actually get because I feel sometimes one can actually physically see something like the how this works in with our own psyche and our mind. Like the more we try to like pull out of the fear and avoid the fear, it's the more we get trapped yeah. in it and the more we kind of lean into the fear and realize, wow, it's not as scary as it seems yeah. or I can handle this. Yes, <laughs> that as well. And anxiety, right? We had a show on that before. Anxiety is really just future oriented fear. So it's just this fear of the future. And of course, when you have complex trauma, you can really have um, this doom and gloom kind of a future scenario. It can be so intense. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I like to call it snow globe brain because I think when I get stuck in fearful patterns, all of a sudden my my whole like brain just feels like it goes into this state of um, suspension where I'm not really acting from a place of clarity. Yeah. And it's more of the fear just clouding all of my judgment, clouding all of the like, just clouding everything. I mean, I've never been able to articulate it that way before, but I'm just like, when you start feeling that way, it's like my brain is just different. My brain's weird right now. I don't articulate it quite as (laughs) eloquently, but I like that snow globe brain. It fits. (laughs) Well, sometimes then, yeah, when you let the snow globe settle, you kind of can act from a place of greater clarity. And and so I also have complex trauma. So I, I understand exactly what you're saying. And the book, The Body Keeps the Score by Vesper Bandelcock is super informative. Uh, have you read that? I've book? read some of it. Yeah. Not all of it. Yeah. <laughs> I skimmed it, I guess you could say. Yeah. We should do a book review on that because I really love how um, he talks about the different you know, parts of the brain and how they, we have the activation yeah. and the alarm system that goes off. And when that does go off, it you know, when you think about an alarm, we all kind of <gasps> panic, like get out, like do something, right? Alarm. And so if our brain is naturally wired to just send out alarms and it can make you kind of be in this this state of panic yeah. and wanting to to leave. Yes. Fight or flight. <laughs> Big mm-hmm. time. So now you're going to lean into the fear. That's what you're letting go of. Yes. It's just the resistance to the fear. Yes. And I'm, how did it, let me, I wrote this down. What wording did I use? Saying goodbye to resisting fear and I'm saying hello to leaning into fear. Okay. There you go. I like that. It's very much like working with the same theme here. Okay. So how are you going to lean into fear? Um, It's easier said than done sometimes because when you have those moments, like I tell myself, I've been through this before. It hasn't killed me yet. I'm going to be okay. It will pass. But sometimes it's like, if logic cured anxiety, like anxiety wouldn't <laughs> exist. I wish it were that easy. Um, But over time, like, you know, using those affirmations over time it may not always help immediately in the moment but over time it does help and I've noticed that in the past year and I'm excited to do more of that in the year coming is practicing that more and more reassuring myself whether it works in the moment great or the bigger picture either way it's all good and just you know (laughs) I'm trying to think I'm thinking about the Chinese finger trap again I'm like it's just like it's like physically it's like you you're literally leaning into the trap to get free so just mentally and emotionally just like leaning into it the more you fight it the worse it gets another saying is like if you feel like you're in a tug of war drop the rope so it's kind of like dropping the rope when you're fighting with anxiety that's I've seen success with that and I am excited to see more with that kind of mindset 
Yeah, I love that uh, Chinese finger trap and that that drop the rope, right, too, because you're like, I can't drop it. And it's like, yeah, you can. And it's interesting because, you know, the idea about being a warrior right, is about fighting, you often think. But the more I've I've really gone through a lot of healing and, and work and just transformational work, I recognize that it's it's about surrendering yeah. <laughs> more than fighting, you know? It's like the peaceful warrior that is like, I shall not fight you any longer, yeah. thoughts. <laughs> like, I, sh- I shall love you even when you are scary. And yeah, yeah, the anxiety is definitely something that doesn't just go away. I love how you said that logic does, doesn't cure anxiety because sometimes we can like get into this intellectual like hamster wheel. Of, like, if, Especially with OCD because a lot of those things like – uh, the cognitive behavioral therapy that works great for trauma type of anxiety. But when you're in an OCD mind trap, logic is even more irrelevant. <laughs> like, but that's a whole different, that's a whole different topic. <laughs> well, we had a show where Dr. Norman Kim talked about exposure and response prevention. Mm-hmm. So that's a form of therapy. Yeah. And that is this idea that when you let yourself be exposed to something that stimulates your anxiety, right? A fear inducing thing whether that's someone, you know, eating a certain food or it being in a certain situation and then allowing yourself to feel the anxiety and then not act out on a behavior, right? Because so often then we can turn to a behavior to numb out, to just, I don't want to feel this and, and to feel that drop in anxiety. So knowing it is like a wave that will come and go, which does kind of help, I think, but can be uh, very uncomfortable, very uncomfortable to sit in. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I remember because I helped work on that episode and I remember listening to him talk about that. And I'm just thinking like, that's really interesting. I can see how you can apply that type of therapy and strategy to eating disorder recovery, depending on the person, depending on the situation. I thought that was interesting. I never heard of that before because when I started recovery, it was just, I don't want to say just, it was um, a CBT pardon me it was a cbt treatment program and it worked wonders it was wonderful but yeah more resources more strategies why not i hadn't heard of that before i'm like oh, i wonder what that would have been like if i could utilize that in earlier recovery <laughs> and to have the awareness right i feel like awareness is so key to be like okay anxiety is surging right now i want to act on a behavior and if i do engage in this behavior then i'm never going to let my body naturally adjust to the rise and the fall of anxiety because i'm going to you know try to halt that and it never really allows for that natural like okay wait I was able to get through this it's never lasted forever once for me I know that so (laughs) it always rises and falls it always passes that's when I find self-compassion can be really awesome is just to then turn to yourself and just acknowledge right have that mindful self-awareness that oh my gosh this feels intolerable I feel like this is going to kill me and and just to but i'm here for you through this you know and we know that other people struggle with this and that it will pass like all of these words of encouragement can be so helpful in those situations yeah yeah no i totally agree <laughs> self compassion there's always a place for that <laughs> that's been like our main theme for this year for a lot of our shows <laughs> <Yeah>. right <laughs> hey, it's the truth <laughs> yeah oh man it's it's it i mean i think that is really the most important skill mm-hmm. to learn because it yeah. it really does help you in those moments. Yeah, I think for whether you're struggling with, yeah, just trauma or eating disorder or any kind of anxiety or depression, like no matter what you're doing, self-compassion has a place to help your life be better <laughs> no matter what. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
man, if only we could like bottle it up and sell it. <laughs> I feel like it'd be like <laughs> <laughs> <That'd> be nice. <laughs> the super serum. Yes. <laughs> it's like da 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 da. Just rub a little self compassion on you miracle every day. Cure. <laughs> you just glow. <laughs> yes, it is a miracle cure. Beautiful. Okay, so we have letting go of resisting fear and bringing in leaning into fear. Chinese finger trap. Essentially, this is so f- Chinese finger yes. trap. I love it. <laughs> I love it. It's just like, ah, I don't want to have the finger. I had a moment with that cheap then- little finger trap. I'm telling you, I was like, whoa, just like looking at my fingers. <laughs> I'm all about that experiential education. Mm-hmm. I, I, I truly feel like when things click, right, we have perspective shifts. And often it is when we have this experiential moment because you know, I love to intellectualize things. But until you can actually be like, whoa. I get this on an embodied level. That's when things click. Yeah. Sometimes in my mind, I recognize that as like there's knowing something and then there's realizing something. Two different things. <laughs> yes. There, or another way of putting it is like there's knowledge and then there's wisdom. Yes. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm switching gears now to what I am saying goodbye to in 2022 in no longer when I carry with me is, is shame. I really had a big year where I came out about being um, sexually abused as a child by my father. And it was something that I've been carrying with me since, you know, since I was very early, started very early on for me. And it it's something that has had a huge, profound impact on my life. Absolutely enormous uh, in a way where, speaking of trauma, Uh, Because then, you know, after the abuse stopped, he got married and he moved away. And so it really kind of played with my wiring of like, what is love? (laughs) Does love stay? Does love leave? Like just an insane mistrust or lack of trust around around men, you know, Mm -hmm. around around being in relationship with with the masculine energy. And so I've done a lot of work and I feel like it's almost it's well, for first, like this idea of shame is being that we are unlovable or we're flawed, we're unworthy, like as who we are. And so when when we have this shame within us, it can be really hard to feel that you are lovable or accepted. There's this idea that we're as sick as our secrets. And so this is something that I kept totally guarded, like secret. And you know, the beauty of, of this work is that was something that Dr. Anita Johnston talked about in her show. Do you remember one of our three key takeaways was there are shameful secrets and there are sacred secrets. Mm -hmm. And for me, this is all just part of the process. I feel like this was like this big zit, right? Like just this like zit that's just been like part of my life forever. And it's just started to grow and grow to the point where it's like this, this has, this has to be released because I am trapped by this. Like I'm literally chained because I can't be who I fully am if I'm not open about who I fully am, or I'm open about my story. And being, you know, having this happen to me so early, early on felt like the way I kind of see it is like there's this like Sharpie, like, or just this like permanent marker that just like got scribbled all over me, like defective, you know, like marked essentially. And I can see now how much of my life was all about you know, performing and just like getting like good grades and trying to like show that I was worthy of love and validation. And it just never worked for me when I got into romantic relationships because I wasn't sharing who I fully was. And sometimes who we fully are are these darker, ugly things that you 
do not wish that was a part of you, your story or who you are, right? You're part of your character traits, whatever. Like we all have a shadow side, a shadow being something that we don't want people to know about. We we want to be able to just say, no, that doesn't exist. <laughs> of course, like I'm bright and shiny and like there's no darkness to me. And, you know, I got to this point now where I'm like, you know, I really do want to be in a really great relationship. Like that's been a dream of mine. I'd say that's kind of one of my bucket list things for this life. I would just love to have a great partnership. I feel like I would be an amazing partner. And at the same time, when I'm just carrying this shameful secret that's so deep, I I can never truly believe that this person loves me because they don't know me. They don't know this huge part of my life that has been such a huge like marker on it literally. <laughs> and so Sharpie. <laughs> yeah, my Sharpie, this Sharpie. Um, <laughs> that's yours is a finger trap. Mine's like this Sharpie, like watch out for the permanent marker. Uh, so I, I came out this year. I've been open about it and, and it's been extremely transformative. It was just this monumental year of owning this part of my story. And even sometimes I can have like it's just shame with that being like, geez, it took me this Aww. long to own my story. You know, <laughs> oh, that's so hard though. <laughs> yeah, and that's part of the process. Like you know, I often draw in my journal a rose and a rose in its tight bud, and then a rose as it's growing and growing into full bloom. And, and I feel like there is this process that we're all in, and everybody has a different timeline around it in their healing journey. I don't think I could have been ready possibly to acknowledge this part of me until I grew stronger in my own yeah. my own self, my own container for for how I hold myself and you know letting go of all this lost opportunities in love because I was hungry for love and just not going for the right partners because essentially I was going for the unavailable partners because let's be real the unavailable partners are going to be gone. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't. <laughs> I've been down that so road. So you don't yeah. have to worry. <laughs> yeah. It's like there's safety and unavailability. Mm-hmm. So when I've been able to recognize too that part of that is who's unavailable, it's not them. Like we can point the finger at they're unavailable. Yeah, of course they are because they're mirroring my unavailability. Mm-hmm. My unavailability to trust, to open up, to truly be my authentic self. And so that that's just been a really transformative thing. And and I recognized too when I first shared my eating disorder history with a man. I remember this. He dumped me on the spot. It was a it was Are dating. You and he's like, me? I only <laughs> Yeah. He was like, I only track crazy girls. I was like, okay. That's terrible. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, you know, but he's like all back in my inbox for years, like, you know, Facebook messages, all that. Anyways. Oh so. that's a, that upsets me. Yeah. On red. Wow. <laughs> or I guess what I'm recognizing in the process of owning our story is now with an eating disorder, I can tell anybody I have an eating disorder. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't phase me at all. Like there's no part of me that thinks, are they going to like me? Or are they going to like, what are they going to think? I'm recognizing now with this phase that maybe it f- still can feel somewhat like scary oh. or can be a little bit like, oh no, what are they going to think? And and that's okay because I understand that there was a part when I was going through my eating disorder about being public about it that it it really transformed to no longer being. So I think that's like a true marker of healing when you can just own mm-hmm. it from this place of like, yep, that's what happened to me. I'm still lovable. Nothing wrong with me. And uh, sure, this has 
change the wiring of my brain, just as we were talking about trauma. Like I do have complex trauma and I do experience snow glow moments when in connection with men. And that's okay, you know, and that's that's something for me to to work with mm-hmm. and to know that I've seen market change like with that. And and once again, compassion comes in so much because if the alarm bells are going off, it can really just trigger you to think like, ah, I gotta get mm. out of here. <laughs> like, and into um, yeah, to just say, hey, this is hard right now. This is scary. Connection can feel scary. Yeah. And so can opening up. Like I like how um you're just talking about not just your experience with opening up about sexual abuse, because that is hard, but opening up about any mental health struggle, like eating disorder, it's something that is we all know thrives in shame and secrecy and opening up about that. Like I've done the same thing, you know, I'm we and we are all going to, we're all at different parts in that journey. And coming out about that will look different for different people. But for me, it's been a years long journey. I open up a little bit more and more. And the more I open up, the more free and at peace I feel about eating disorders and recovery or whatever mental health journey, because I'm open about all my diagnoses and all my struggles as well. But I also agree with what you said about you kind of like, you got to be ready. So if you're listening to this and you're like, I don't feel ready. I'm it's you know to go out and tell everyone about what i'm going through that's fine you will be ready eventually probably um there's no right or wrong but once you do it's nice (laughs) so you have that to look forward to whenever you're ready it's liberating and and i think there is this balance yes of course like there's this balance of readiness but then fear right because there's this leaning into the fear for me i did have to lean into my fear to be open about that but then there is this readiness and once again, I've been recovered for 14 years. So to me, that's why it's just like, yeah, I can tell anybody. Yeah. <laughs> the more years that me. go by, the easier it gets for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. I think so. And But it really does take that brave step or that courageous step. Yeah. Of, it's a decision you have to make. Yeah. You know, looking back at the response I got from that guy that, you know, that wasn't the ideal response. Yeah. That's like the worst case scenario. I've never had that happen. <laughs> I've had some people be uncomfortable, but no one just outright be like, you're crazy and I don't want anything to do with you. Like, no. <laughs> yeah, I guess his last girlfriend like was had issues. And so he kind of thought that he was just a magnet for it. So whatever. I was like, that's ignorant. As you said, I think that speaks <sighs> more to him than to anyone else. <laughs> well, interestingly, too, my my dad was pretty um, hard about me talking about it, too. He didn't have a really good um, response either. And so... I I look at that now because I like to do a lot of this when your inner world changes, your outer world changes. So I can tell that there was this very like wounded masculine aspect to me of just like the masculine being somewhat abusive to me, like and not really honoring my feelings, not really honoring what I was going through. And so I moved through this world very having with like a very thick armor on and having to really protect myself against masculine energy. And now I'm softening. Now there's like a softening to to be able, and I've noticed now that I've softened, I've, I've I'm attracting in men who are much more um, feeling focused, yeah. and it's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. When you change on the inside, the inner world changes, the outer world changes too. <laughs> and I've gone through similar yeah. stuff with like terrible partners. I was used to you know toxic toxic examples of relationships in my life with like in my family, and then you think that's normal, and um, with trauma healing, inner inner trauma healing yeah suddenly I have like the best partner I've had in my life the night and day difference we're getting married in a few months like I found the one and it's healthy and it's so refreshing to have that 
that was me who had to change on the inside to get that. I had to be ready for that. I had to heal some trauma. I had to just straight up be told like, hey, screaming at each other every day isn't normal. <laughs> like, oh, what? I thought that was because that's what you live with every day when you're younger. Well, that's what I lived with every day when I was younger. So it's like, oh, you just think that's normal. Like you can actually be nice and be calm and be happy with each other all the time. How does that work? Let's try it. <laughs> you can do it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. And it's possible, you know, I, and I, we have to claim it though. And I think that does a lot to do with like yeah. worthiness. It's intentional. It was for me anyway. And as boundaries, the more I work on trauma healing, the more I'm like, girls got to have some boundaries. <laughs> and boundaries are like, this is okay. This is not okay. Or this is what I want. This is not what I want. And gosh, it's so, you know, boundaries can be so hard because y- you can just feel like, I, I can't reject somebody or I can't make them upset and I don't want to cause any friction. Mm-hmm. So, but then what it does is it ends up putting you in the wrong situations for, you know, yeah, the wrong situations. Yeah. Boundaries are so important for so many reasons. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Boundaries. Ah, so yeah, that's what I'm letting go of in 2022 is just this shame that I've been carrying around for 35 years almost, you know, and it just feels really good to be like, you know, this is who I am and and this is my past and it's made me into a highly sensitive person. Uh, it's made me understand the hurts and pains of others and empathy in, in profound ways. And so in many ways, it allows me to be somebody who can be of service in the world to meet people in their grief and their shame and their um, struggles. And so I'm trying at this point, kind of seeing that there is a, a, a silver lining to to every story, mm-hmm. and it's not something I would wish on anybody. At the same time, it's a lot more common than people really, I think, know or assume. They, they um, and I've even experienced people inside of our programs who have opened up, and so I just really admire the courage and the bravery that goes into owning parts of your story that can be heavy mm-hmm. or can be really shadow laden. And I guess that's just part of the process, right? Transmuting that shame into to compassion and self-love. And mm-hmm. and that's that's really the process that I've been in this past year. And so leaving behind that shame feels really good. That's exciting. I'm happy for you. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Aww. So then what I'm letting in in 2023 is I really want to commit to consistency because I've been wearing this necklace around my neck for two years straight that has the word trust on it. And confidence means intense trust. That's kind of what the etymology of confidence roots down into. And so in order for me to be more confident in my decisions of who I choose to partner with in life and all of these different things, once again, that comes boundaries and all of that. But there needs to be a commitment to consistency for me because I love shadow work. So part of my shadow is I can be inconsistent. I can be, you know, the kind of this moon type of idea where you're like, you're full in one minute and then you're like dark in another. <laughs> and you're kind of just like going through this like cyclical nature, which I guess in and of itself is consistent. We can't always be at our brightest output. So at the same time, I, I'm i really wanting to focus on my daily growth habits. And this was a year that i I did focus on my daily growth habits in in big ways, and I've seen a lot of great changes from it. So I want to continue with that, almost double down on my growth habits because 
I'm really at this at this point in my life, I'm really starting to see that it's about being process oriented, not results oriented. And so if we set big goals, well, then you got to have the right habits that are going to be able to create the container for someone to hold those goals. And that's just been something that I really want to work on is you know, less about the big goal. And I have big goals. I, we're really going to be growing in this year. And I am so excited about that. At the same time, my focus is going to be on becoming the person who can hold the container to grow the goal. And so this container gets forged by my daily habits. The more that my daily habits come in and allow me to, to feel centered and aligned, the more I can, I can really reach these bigger targets that I'm aiming for in life and, and truly step into to my purpose, my greater life purpose, I feel. That's exciting. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited so, to see how that unfolds <laughs> for you. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, as a team member, you're definitely going to be the one who probably notices it the most is the commitment to consistency and uh, just that commitment to to really showing up for my self-care, essentially, like prioritizing my self-care. Because when I'm out of alignment, that throws all of these things out of alignment. That throws the team out of alignment. That throws everything out of alignment. So it's really focusing on how can I be in alignment. And that comes when I am doing my daily growth habits. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. And you've already done some growing like in terms of, I don't know, I'm, I don't know how appropriate this is to share, like the inner workings of the business. Um, but you've talked lately about wanting to work more. Uh, what do you say? on the business rather than in the business. So that's involved like handing things off to me or other people or delegating things. So like I see growth in you and that. I'm like, that's exciting. <laughs> it's cool to see. Yeah. But um, I don't mind the kind of the changes because I know some, we change plans a lot. <laughs> I don't mind that, by the way. I think that's why I'm like, I'm like, whatever. I go with the flow. I'm pretty easy going about it. But for you, if that makes you happy <laughs> to be more consistent, I fully support you. <laughs> well, I love that. No, I think that's part of it. It's like, there's this idea of our shadow, right? So my shadow is I love to change. It's okay. I, I recognize that's part of like inconsistency or, or spontaneity is something I actually really like. Like this show, super spontaneous. I pretty much set up yesterday, yeah. right? I think I was like, hey, I want to do this. Let's do it. And we're doing it. So it's like I feed off of this type of stuff. Like, And so there is this part of me when we're like scheduling shows out for two months in advance, I'm like boring. <laughs> and like having to like, you know, do my intro for two months, I'm like, I don't even know what I'm going to be like. Like, maybe I want to say something different in two months from now, you know? And there's a part of me that really is like resisting, like you're defying <laughs> finger trap from like, ah, I just want to be in the moment and like be spontaneous. And then there's this other part where it's like, no, plan in advance and have it well thought out. We'll figure it out. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's whatever. <laughs> yeah. But I honestly think when I'm committing to my daily growth habits, which for me, like my daily growth habits are I wake up every morning, I make my bed, right? That's a daily growth habit because it feels good when my bed's made. Um, I read. I read for 15 minutes. I put a little timer on. I read for 15 minutes. It's great. I finished so many books this year where normally I would have been like, n you know, not getting through a whole book. And I then meditate for 15 minutes. And then I'll um, I'll do tarot. I'll do like a kind of tarot work, which, you know, is a little woo. It's kind of up there, mystical work. But I love it because it's helping me understand my intuition. And the more I do it, and I'm total nerd about it, I take a picture and I document it and I write it in my daily log and I have all this like 
you know, I, I am a scientist at heart. So it's like, I'm trying, it's kind of this like spiritual scientist. And so that's been absolutely amazing. And so those are ways that I nurture this soulful part of me or this part that really needs to rest and relax and read and feel like I'm doing something for me. Because when you're doing this type of work and service, like it's really all about helping others. And and at the same time, we we do help ourselves when we we help others. But being able to carve out that that me time to do these daily growth habits, and you know, I have some other ones that I do, but really keeping my daily log going and understanding what my emotions were that day and my gratitude, like all of these things keep me at at my peak performance. And when I can commit to those, I feel like everything else, it's almost kind of that like when we're talking about anxiety, I feel like when I can commit to those, I'm going to feel more confident in being able to get through any moment because of this trust that I can follow through. I think there's been a lot of years of my life where I kind of have felt, I, you know, even looking this whole idea, I love depth psychology, which is looking at the masculine feminine energy within us, this yin yang within us, right? We all have like a masculine feminine kind of duality. Uh, it's not really, it's not gender focused. It's just more around these energies and the masculine is the doing and, and the feminine is the being. And so when I would look at the wounded masculine energy, which I had and, and been working on healing, it's that doing could feel somewhat like, yeah, like there was lacking that trust in the masculine. And, and I, you know, I saw that with, with my dad and, and kind of many failures that he had had along his, his path in life. And he, you know, he's, he's been passed now for 14 years, but just being able to, to kind of see how I'm healing my masculine energy. So how my being and doing are coming together, or I like to say how my dreamer, which is more of my feminine energy, which is intuitive and has these ideas and this, this vision matches with my, my doer, which is more of that masculine energy that can like produce and, and get it out and be action oriented. So this idea of my, my dreamer can trust my doer. I really find that through my daily habits, it's not just about these like lofty vision boards and it, it's about the daily actions. And once again, that can kind of for me sound boring. <laughs> like uh, at the same time, when I've implemented this now for for almost this whole year, it's it's been amazing. So I'm stepping into that more. I'm doubling down and I'm so excited to see what will happen with just consistent and a focus on that consistency and really committing to my daily growth habits. Do you do and, um, these things yeah. like at the same time every day? Like when you read, meditate, wake up? Yeah, they're a chain. Okay. So there's <laughs> a there's this, this yeah, this idea for habit formation that you you want to link things to to that. So my absolute favorite is the tarot. So that's kind of my reward. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So it's like the the going from the reading to to the meditation to the tarot is kind of um that process. Yeah, that's a 45 minute little time chunk of time that I spend in the morning. And I've noticed we've been more busy this holidays because we've been supporting more people and just getting out there more. And that daily growth habit has at times been uh, left to the wayside. Mm -hmm. And I notice like a big difference in my performance and just my attitude and my my mood, you know, I can be a little more like resentful and grumpy and just like, ah, and uh, it's so I'm, I'm recognizing just that importance of tending to myself so I can tend to others in, in a more can't pour um, from an empty way. cup. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I've tried so many times. It doesn't it's not work. work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So those are mine and I'm really excited about it. And this really is a great moment to plug the daily growth habit, which is something that we came up with this year to help people 
get into this rhythm with these habits that are going to support their life. So these life affirming habits. And one part of that is these audio affirmations that we created and that we'll continue to produce every new moon and full moon that are really just aligned with helping you feel that love, feel that nurturance, feel that belief systems changing within you. Like, And so this idea of the daily growth habit is really getting anchored into these strong belief systems and going to root you into the person that you can ultimately grow into. So root in so you can rise up. And you can check those out at recoverywarriors.com slash habit. And we have more resources there for really helping you along the way as you as you work new habits into your life, life-affirming habits. Because I do believe that when you start adding these new habits and the old ones start to, to fall away, just like leaves on a tree, they just naturally just fall away. And if you're patient with the process, they will fall. So check it out, recoverywarriors.com slash habit, and you can request an invite to, to get access. And we have this reserved for Recovery Warrior Insiders. So if you just request that invite, you become one and you get access to the daily growth habit. Yay. <laughs> Awesome. Well, thanks so much for this impromptu discussion. I think it's fun to kind of, yeah, end the year thinking about these things and be aligned yeah. going into the next year. So yeah, thank you. better than uh, resolutions, <laughs> the toxic ones anyway. <laughs> yes, yes. It's really about the process, not the overnight result. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's the truth. And recovery is a process. Healing from trauma is a process. Becoming our fullest expression of ourself is a process. Yeah. And if we can fall in love with the process, all the better because then yeah. we're really in good shape. <laughs> it's the journey, not well, the destination. Exactly. <laughs> sometimes, you know, that's a, that's a good reminder for me sometimes to be like, yes, this is about the journey. Like, because if I'm focused too much on the goal and the destination, I can feel like, ah, oh, it's going to take forever, mm-hmm. you know? Because I do, I feel like I'm a turtle. Like, I'm just this turtle with this big goal. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm just going and going. And, and sometimes you just got to be like, you know, the turtle can really just chill out and look around and enjoy the scenery and I'm just going to be a peaceful turtle and and I'll get there. If the goal is the journey, then you're already there. Does that make sense? (laughs) Yeah, I was like, did I confuse you? (laughs) No, I was just like, mine just got blown. Nice. (laughs) Your Chinese finger trap I I love mind blows. Oh my god. Oh, oh we're God. already there. <laughs> it's oh, well. Thank you, Andrea. I'm just so grateful that you came into my life, into Recovery Warriors this year, and it's just been amazing to watch you grow and expand in your role. And I'm excited to see all you do in 2023 as you lean into fear and um, become become stronger in and your ability to navigate anxiety and, and whatever comes your way. Thank you. And I love being here. I'm so glad I got this job. It is my dream job. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you, Jessica. Well, my warrior friend, thank you for having the discipline to listen in. If you found this episode helpful and know somebody in recovery who could benefit from its inspiring message, please share this show with them. It would mean the world to us at Recovery Warriors if we can get our cause out to more people struggling with an eating disorder. So if what you heard today was helpful, share the show with another warrior or anyone on your treatment team. You can do this directly from your podcast player or send them over to recoverywarriors.com. We have a goldmine of free resources there for all stages of recovery. 
And until the next episode, may compassion light the path you are on and courage keep you on it. You totally got this, warrior.